Hey guys, it's Sarah. Quick warning. I know every once in a while we'll drop a swear in uh, while we're recording these, but we get a little crazy in this one. So probably don't want to listen with your kids around. Save it for some solo time in the car with headphones on while you're cleaning house or going for a walk or whenever you like to listen without your kids. We also talk about a couple things like the tooth fairy and some other things you probably don't want them to hear. Thanks. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. All right, we're back. Welcome to the middle of everything. We are recording this, weirdly enough, on a Saturday, the day before Mother's Day. Mother's Day Eve. Yeah, that's right. But And I like to think of it as Mother's Day weekend, really, because... Mm. I think you should get a full yeah. weekend. I had a girlfriend introduce me to Mother's Day Eve as like an actual thing. Have oh, you heard of this? No, so but I'm she, yeah. Here so she for went it. to college in Montana. Mm-hmm. Probably other other people do this too, but I had not heard of it. Um, and she there was a thing that like local businesses put on uh-huh. for moms in this relatively smaller town, Missoula, I guess. Um, where like it'd be like a vendor fair with like free cocktails and drinks and stuff, and the idea was like all the mo- like you grab your girlfriends and you go do this, and and the concept being like it's the best day to go out yes. and have a girls' night because the following day you have zero responsibilities. People are taking care of you and making you breakfast. And oh my god! So gosh. if you're not in fully embracing Mother's Day Eve, like that's the day. To because you have the whole next day to somebody needs so. to do that here. Well, I've Tulsa, taken it get on, on it. <laughs> yes, and I've I've internalized this mm-hmm. separate from the event, and just this will be um, yeah the first Mother's Day in a while that I haven't like gone out. Yeah, the night before. Do you so. like with girlfriends? Yeah, like okay, because yeah. everybody you know is off duty the next day. Nice. So. I my my Mother's Day Eve I've declared because my kids have been begging for another movie night and so I said well then I get to pick the movie so I've already decided we're gonna watch The Greatest Showman because I want to see that and it's appropriate for both of my children it's really and good I think they'll like it You'll so it. that's my Mother's Day Eve but do you guys have plans um no I've gone back to work full time mm-hmm. in the last week mm-hmm. and one thing that I'm trying to do is get better at just like balance and so we had pre-committed to this thing and then you know I spent this whole week with a little bit of a whirlwind and realized that what I really wanted to do was just be home for a night and not be on any electronics and Mm -hmm. computer or go anywhere so I canceled plans which is something very unusual for me and yeah so we're just gonna have a quiet night in this year and then I don't know um, my husband Josh has been really kind of quiet about tomorrow so I don't know what to expect except for that while we're here recording one thing I do know I drove his truck um, to the studio because my car is getting detailed so (laughs) whatever that means that's a sexy Mother's Day gift (laughs) with air quotes well it kind of is I mean you haven't seen the inside of my car I would be completely in for that as well nice and then I always have this weird weekend because my birthday is 
sometimes on Mother's Day this year, it's next week early. So I get like multiple days in a row of, we were meal planning this morning and I was like, okay, so I get to pick two meals and, <laughs> and a movie. So we're going to, we're doing that. But anyway, Mother's Day is always weird for me because my mom passed away um, 15, 16 years ago. So it's, it's like a weird thing because I was always like sad about it. And then when I had my own kids, I now I enjoy it again. But then there's this kind of like weird cloud, you know, sure. that's not as great about it. But sure. I try to usually take like a few minutes out of the day and kind of honor my mom or do something for my mom. And um, I haven't decided what that's going to be yet this year, but um, I, I typically try to do that. So anyway, but yeah, this will come out the day after Mother's Day, I guess. So we'll see if our if our plans, how they all go, we'll update <laughs> next week. <laughs> Sounds good. So speaking of moms, mm-hmm. we have one here besides us. Absolutely. <laughs> Colleen McCarty, who's um, one of our friends. And for listeners who's, who have been listening since the beginning, when Sarah kind of told the origin story of this podcast, which was a brunch um, right around Christmas or New Year's. Uh, Colleen was the third, the third, the third party of the faithful, <laughs> the faithful, whatever it was. Faithful, not faithful. What right. did I say? <clears throat> I haven't even been drinking this time. No, well, tea. <laughs> well, hi everybody. I had a lot of that, so I'm just gonna say hi. Everybody. Hey, <laughs> here you me. are. <laughs> It is tea, I promise. I I swear it's hot tea. I've had a sore throat all week. That's been my week. I've been sick, like varying degrees of coughs and sore throats. So I brought this big mug of hot, like honey lemon tea to drink. So I'm not like hacking into the microphone the whole time. I've had kind of a Kathleen Turner voice going on all week, which has been nice. But very podcast friendly. Yeah, I know, right? I wish it sounded. I kind of wish I did sound like that all the time because my voice is a little grating, but. Oh, well, it's love not it. at all. It's part of my charm, right? Anyway, so yeah, Colleen was there for for the brunch, the infamous brunch. Um, and what? Do, how do we even start with Colleen? There's so she many is... things. When we started making our list of people, she was at the top. Absolutely. Of people we, we wanted to bring on for, I, to, to your point, where do we start for a lot of reasons. Number one, she's just our homie and our friend, uh-huh. someone we've been friends with for five mm-hmm. almost six years part yeah. of the original preschool friend the og dream, toddler the class friend group that that's you guys right talked about on episode one that's right that's right um she has some ho- hilarious and totally interesting life stories right now she's uh, currently in law school finished her first year mm-hmm. um with two small children at home which i mean that's a whole episode That's in of itself. On its own. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into that. <laughs> um, an author, mm-hmm. um, and now a um, what do you call the spouse of somebody running for office? I was wondering that the other day because I was trying to get not dressed for yet. this. Oh yeah, and I was like, what does the first lady wear to the front? Wait, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the first. Li- what are you? The- <laughs> like, I don't even know. Political wife, I guess, or like, I don't know. Candidate wife right now because we're not even elected. Yeah, <laughs> political, political, yeah. yeah, still political. Yeah. Add that to your list of yeah. qualifications and, and so many other and things. So many but, things. Yeah. So you, Colleen, jump in and tell us about like just tell us you know kids' ages, just kind of okay. you know dive in. So we have Eva. She's turning six next week. I can't mm. believe that. 
Um, and then I have Cameron. He is one and a half. Awesome. Born on Halloween. I have a Halloween baby. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, we've just got the two. Going to stick with the two. No more coming down this trail. Yeah. <laughs> with um, Cam's. So, so our family hosts a Halloween party every year. And I will never forget Cam's birthday because the the year, the day he was born, Eva and Rusty came to the Halloween party. That's right. Like, this is the kind of thoughtful parenting um, that Colleen and Rusty display on a regular basis. But it was yeah. like, yes, she has a new baby brother, but it's Halloween. But like, we can't she, keep her from trick or treating. That's right. Halloween. That's right. It's like the very first like attempt at like make, or I don't know if it was your first attempt or not, but like at at, at trying to discourage any sense of like sibling preference or rivalry, you were like, well, it, it's his birthday, but you know, for her, she's yeah. four or five. I guess, I guess she was five, four. She four. Was four. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah, can't they how look, big they look so forward to their trick or treating, their costumes. Totally. And it was like, well, do you want to go trick or treating at the hospital? Or? <laughs> it just sounded sad. And Rusty so. hadn't slept in he like up two days or something. Hours, yeah. yeah, it was it was rough, but he powered through. Yeah, he I did think it. you guys they made it to five houses, and he was like, "We're done." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to come back to the hospital room, and my mom had fallen asleep on that bed thing mm-hmm. that they pull out, like the bed, only place, air quotes bed, yeah, air yeah. quotes bed where he was supposed to sleep, and he was literally like so crestfallen. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> Where did I go? <laughs> what did you on the floor? I made her get out. Oh. I was like, you need to go home. Thanks for everything. Yeah. You have a real bed. Yeah. You sleep at home. So Colleen has a penchant for taking on large tasks while she is pregnant or has a small baby. Because I know I was calculating with your first book, you wrote that. Were you pregnant or was, even yeah. was she born? I I just looked at because I we were meeting right around the time you were publishing that, so yeah. I wasn't like hyper aware I was of it being done when I wrote it and then tried for a year to get it published and then published it when she was I think two or okay something like or published yeah. in two thousand yeah she was like one and a half okay when we published the first one yeah so we're gonna turn this really quickly into a tiny little um, book club for yes. a second so two books please plug it by yeah. Colleen. McCarty. First is Mounting the Whale. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? How would you describe Mounting the Whale? How do you describe it? Um, I always talk about it like it's a family saga, like a Wes Anderson movie meets The Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's actually a really <laughs> good. A heist story with a lot of like high profile family drama. Nice. So it's kind of funny, kind of sad. It's supposed to be funny. I don't know if it accomplishes that goal or not, but that was one of the goals. I think it's poignant. It's definitely funny. So mm-hmm. I read it, and I, I don't even know who would say, like, oh, my genre's Wes Anderson meets The Big Lebowski, but I, but it, I wouldn't have said that was my genre, like, right. typically, but of course I read it, and I did, and I laughed a lot. So that's for sure an element of it. It's funny. That's a funny. big compliment. It's really hard to write funny things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also surprising, some crazy twists. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, that was great. And then most recently published, um, the, I don't let me get this wrong, The Many, many Names of Magdalena Cruz. <laughs> yes. Okay. You I always it. want to say The Many Lives. Yeah, and I'm like, everybody That's not wants it. to switch that word. I don't really? know why. It's like The Many Names, The Many Faces, The Many Lives, The Many Somethings, but it's The Many Names of Magdalena Cruz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And describe that. So um, it's a spy love story, revolutionary tale, kind of like uh, based in Cuba and New York City. 
sort of like star-crossed lovers. Also, there's a child involved, an unknown child. Please soap opera, you really know what I'm describing. Here. Well, it's it's completely <laughs> different than your first book, which I think is so cool and interesting and probably made it really fun to write. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know what I, again, don't know what I expected, but it was really riveting. I blasted through it as my Amazon review says in about <laughs> 48 hours. Could not Such put a it high down. compliment. I don't know how to thank you for yes. that. I mean, really, because that's one of the things you like hope that people will say when you're writing. You're like, gosh, I hope this doesn't make them as cool as I do. So I think, um, and correct my timeline where I get it wrong, I think around the time you were publishing that, was that the summer before you started law school? I published it during my first semester That's of one right. year. Yeah, during which insane. you had also just had a baby, or you had you, the baby during the first semester. Or no, no was that during I the year? Him, off? Okay, um, I had him in 2016. Okay, four weeks later, I took the LSAT. That's right. It was the LSAT that came right after. <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert: sleep deprivation not great for a big test. Um, and then applied the spring of 2017 and got accepted for summer start of 2017 and then published okay. the book in like September. Because that's right. Because I remember being at a dinner probably right after you had Cameron and you're like, so I think I'm going to take the LSAT and go to law school. And we're like, what? Yeah. Like, everyone's like, you, you just had a baby. Yeah. So, but I will say that makes it sound more um, off the cuff than I think it really was. Like, no. I think yeah. It was something, you know what I mean? I was but, planning it while I was pregnant because I was on mm-hmm. bed rest for like nine Almost nine months. Like basically, I had a uterine tear. Sorry, if this is too personal. Hey, it but does not get too personal. Is it? I don't know. Have you listened to the second I've, episode? I yeah. heard the second one. Yeah. <laughs> only one. So yeah, I had a uterine tear at week fourteen, and so they were like, they thought I had had a miscarriage. And I'm on the phone with the doctor, and she's like, "Is it tennis ball sized amounts of stuff coming out?" And I was like, "No," and I know why you're asking me that. Uh, I've been pregnant uh, before, and so they were like, "Okay, well, you need to rest and come in tomorrow and get you know the." It's no big deal, but you need to get the ultrasound. And I'm like, it is a big deal. And stop saying it's not a big deal. I know what we're doing here. Right. And so I go in. He's fine. Mm-hmm. But I did have to be on bed rest for like a month from that. And then as soon as that healed up, I had like hip dysplasia. Like basically, for those who don't know, is your hip bones coming apart? Like Yay! basically, they're like growing apart. Your ligaments are like, we're not doing this anymore. Oh Just <laughs> we're done holding this together. And so I couldn't really walk. And I had to go to physical therapy and get, like, shots, and it was really bad. So it was basically, like, my mind wasn't on bed rest, but my body was mm-hmm. for, like, seven months. And I was just in that place of, like, early 30s. Am I supposed to be doing – am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm at my funeral, what are people going to say? Like, all that stuff's coming to you. I might die soon, so. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you thinking about this? And so, yeah, I just was, it just kept coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Law school, law school, I don't know why. So I started talking to lawyers that I know, and I'm like, do I, should I even, what am I, why am I thinking about this? And they're like, okay, I've never met a person who would love law school more than you. And I was like, really? And they're like, yes. So I started looking into it more, reading blogs. You know, if you're thinking about it, Above the Law is a really good blog to read. It's um, very honest and funny. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then I talked to the admissions office, and I'm like, t- and she's a mom, the woman I talked to is a mom, and I'm like, tell it to me straight. Do I need to just do this part-time, or can I even 
do it this way. And she said, actually, it's going to be better that your kids are younger because when they get a little older, they start going soccer and all this stuff on the weekends and you're driving them around and you don't want to miss that stuff. And when they're younger, it's like you can have someone else taking care of them. You don't necessarily like notice as much that you're gone. It's sort right. of like just doing right in t- what's right in front of them. And I appreciated that advice a lot because it's actually come through. Um, it's not that they don't miss me. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm not there someone else is there and they're having fun with that person and it's like a special treat that you know their babysitter Kenya's over or their nana's over it's like fun instead of it being like oh mom has to get back to school again you Mm -hmm. know um so it's been not as hard as you would think I mean you could it is hard but it's not impossible because every time I look at you I'm like because you're like 10 years younger than me and I just feel like a massive slacker (laughs) like all I do is work. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to just publish a book and have a baby and go to law school and publish another well, book. And I'm like, whoa. All the people that are doing shit for me. Yeah. It's a cussing thing. Yeah, sorry, it's fine. Nope, we do it. Vocabulary. Nope, you're, you're good. Um, so, yeah, people, I have like a whole engine running, like mm-hmm. a massive rocket engine running, like all this kind of stuff behind me. Mm-hmm. And like, we have a housekeeper and we have people. Do, I mean, thank God. Right. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell I would be doing. So one thing I wanted to ask about, because I was thinking about sort of a common thread between, to me, being a student and also being an author, is this idea that your work time, so much of it, is time you have to find for yourself. So as opposed Mm -hmm. to, if I like juxtapose that to like an office job where you go eight to five, and I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting everyone's job ends at five or whatever, but um, this idea that you you go to work on this very regular schedule and for sure classes would be like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but that there's this whole, I don't know what percentage of time as a student is actually not in class. It's mm-hmm. studying. It's, you know, I've, I don't know how many times I've texted you and you've been like, ah, I've got finals next week or studying yeah. or whatever. And, and I think the discipline it takes from a parent. So I remember when I was a student, just, making yourself find that time to study, to write, to do whatever you needed to do. But then like layer parenthood and other people like needing and wanting your time and attention on top of that, people that you like love a lot and gave birth to. Um, How, this is a very long winded question, but how do you, number one, is it a similar process that you use when you're writing as when you're studying and then like how do you think about that how do you and how do you communicate that to the people that are around you like to Mm -hmm. protect that time Mm -hmm. okay there's a lot of stuff there (laughs) unpack that unpack that question i think you're asking about time management and i think you're asking about like just how you prioritize that like how you prioritize the work and give yourself that space when you have so many other competing priorities well i think it's to me it's time management but it's it's relationship management it's expectation management yeah Yeah. do you know what i'm trying to say so it is one of the things that's helped me out is it was professional school and they structure everything around like they just pretty much expect that people have more stuff going on than just your casual 24 year old who's coming out of undergrad even though a lot of those people are um there are about half i would say that are older with families or with spouses or something so they so they all the classes happen during the day from 8 to 5 and then most people stay from 8 to 5 and do their studying i'm not going to lie to y'all and say that all the studying is done by 5 and i'm also not going to lie and say that i get all the studying done that needs to get done 
You know, like, I could spend about 50 more hours on it than I do. Mm -hmm. And someone asked me the other day, like, why aren't you making better grades? You're super smart. And I was like, have a family. I mean, when you walk in there, you're just automatically compromising your ability to be a 4.0 student because, like, you're competing against people that don't have have the time constraints that you do. And so you have to lay a lot of that perfectionism stuff on the table and you have to, like, be okay with not everything being done and sometimes you walk into class unprepared and hopefully you can make it work Mm -hmm. and sometimes you get grilled by your professor and it's like okay well that was not fun hopefully that doesn't happen one day when I'm in front of a judge and it won't because it'll be your job and you'll be getting paid for it right but I mean I just have to schedule everything like I I know that if I have five four classes each one is going to take probably three hours of homework on the weekends so it's like then I just take that amount of number of hours that I need and I say on Saturday I'm going to be gone for six and on Sunday I'm going to be gone for six and I ask my family when's the better time for me to be gone and if if there's an opportunity for flexing Rusty will say it'd be better if you were gone from like five to nine or whatever so I can do bedtime but I need you to be here during the early part of the day and it takes a lot of communication and a lot of checking in and just being like, here's where I'm at with my school stuff. And I get probably more granular with him than he would like me to, but it's like, I have this assignment, I have this assignment, and I have this assignment, and I have a quiz coming up in two weeks, and that's going to require this much. And so we just kind of have to be really, like, flexible. But I think that's great because then it's not just, like, this sort of, you know, a hand wavy, I've got work to do, you yeah. know, like, or I've got studying to do. If he understands, like, it's three tests and a paper, you know, whatever, right. it's, you know, each of those things takes so much time. And then, and so ev- when you're studying, you do you 100% sleep the house? Yeah, like, it can't be you can't get anything no, done. There's yeah. No, there's no. I hear you. I mean, people think I like live with a wallaberry, I think, if they don't know what's going on with me, because it's like, I can't do any of this at my house. Yep. It's almost better. And this sounds terrible, but, like, it's almost better that I'm 100% gone mm-hmm. than, like, 50% there for both things. Mm-hmm. Like, 50% sure. there for family and 50% there for law school equals shitty mom and shitty law student. Right. Whereas I can be, like, a great mom when I'm home for those hours in the morning on a Sunday and then a great law student when I go and do mm-hmm. my studying. It's actually really good for my mental health, too, because I can, like, turn off one of the things and turn on the other thing. And as you guys know, momming kids are grueling yes. and just, like, repetitive and mm-hmm. frustrating for all the reasons that little kids are frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's good for me to just be like, I've done this now, and I'm going to go do something else, mm-hmm. and I don't feel bad about it. Right. And I, I think, need to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot lately just sort of, I don't know if there's studies or just commentary about, you know, with working parents, like, you're more efficient at work or at studying because you have to divvy up that time, you know, and it's like, if you can't do that, um, I think you even talked about it when you were talking about going back to work, you were like, I got it done by five o'clock because I wanted to go home and hold my baby. Well, and exactly. It, and it just makes you not just like dick around. Well, there so are much, you know. so many people that are like, I studied for 12 hours yesterday and you're like, and, and me in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing for 12 hours? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's like big smile on my face. Like, what in the hell? He studied. He Did checked that, Facebook. Yeah, he went to Taco right, Bueno. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, we don't got no time for that, baby. Hashtag study break. Yeah. We got to be briefing. Come on now. We got to get home. Hashtag we be briefing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I people like, no, it's so true. Efficient. It's like, because I got other shit to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not like, I got to go play some hacky sack with my bros. Like, no. It's yep. like, I've got to see my children today, mm-hmm. which is like a higher priority than just being able to blow off hacky sack yeah. or whatever. Because I've had days like that um, where I'm like, okay, I'm going on a field trip on Friday and that's going to take like four hours. So in order to do that then I'm going to have this longer day on Wednesday yeah. and I'm going to work at night and I'm going to, you know, get things done because I know I'm not going to have that office time on Friday or, totally. you know, whatever. It's you have to kind of chaos. piece it out a little bit. Um, yeah. So is there a typical day for you or is it just We are not every day? morning people. And I've like tried so many times to force I feel your pain, us girl. to be morning people and it just has not worked. Mm-hmm. And so I'm over trying to force it. It's like, I let them sleep as long as they want to sleep in the morning. I get up at ideally 6, usually 6.30 after mm-hmm. I hit the snooze like 20 times. And then, you know, shower, get ready. Hopefully they stay asleep the whole time I'm trying to get ready. Sometimes they don't, and then I look like shit that day. That's how that goes. Yep. If, if they stay asleep, I get my makeup on and I look good, and then I wake them up and get them dressed and get them downstairs so and do breakfast. Um and then, you know, Rusty takes Eva to her school, which is like way across town. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it with the traffic and get to school on time. So I take him around to daycare, which is on campus. So close. Really, really convenient. That's wonderful. And I love the teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not perfect, but I love, you know, the situation there. And they're always very, like, they take good attention to if he's sick or something's going on. They always call. So what else can you really, you know, mm-hmm. ask for in a situation like this? So... Then I go, it's probably 8.30 by now, and I go park and go into school, go to my locker, grab my stuff, and usually have a 9 a.m. class. Wait, you have a locker? Yeah, I have a locker. There's college lockers? There's lockers. I've never heard of such a thing. I have binders. I have, like, what? multicolored pens. Well, obviously, but a locker? <laughs> a locker? Do you have, like, a mirror with a hard that sticker with, like, question. you're Is a pop star? Oh, my God. No, but people have left Valentines for me in my locker. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god, who has the locker next to you? Are you my best friend. Is he cute? No, okay, it's no, a girl. My best friend Anna's locker is right next to mine. Oh seriously, there's a lot of hearkening back to middle school. Wow. Totally. Like, I drew a doodle in property, like, a month ago, and I was showing everyone in the hall my amazing doodle of a bouquet of flowers because property law is probably the worst thing that's ever been oh my god. taught to anyone. So, I don't care. I've just decided I don't give a shit about property. I'm not going to be in easement attorney or whatever the hell that is so i'm drawing this goddamn doodle and i'm gonna get through this class and so i show everybody in my locker hallway um you know this awesome doodle and then i hear a very familiar laugh from behind me and i turn around and realize it's my criminal law professor looking over my shoulder at my very elaborate property law doodle oh oh god i was like oh please someone kill me because Mm -hmm. now he thinks that I do that in his class. But you don't. But I don't. No. Because you're into that. I like that one. Oh, yeah. Criminal law. But he doesn't know that. So he's just mm-hmm. laughing all the way down the hall thinking like, aha. She, she doodles <laughs> She doesn't class. give a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I love it though. Okay, mm-hmm. that was a total sidebar, but I just got so thrown by the like. So I go to my I got locker. my binders out. I, I got my trapper stuff. keeper out of my locker. Also, something that is a real problem is how much stuff we have mm-hmm. because it's like you have to have a binder for every class. You have to have your like legal pad for every class. You have to have your click. They have these clickers now where you like vote on your answers to questions at the beginning of the class. Mm-hmm. You have to have so much stuff. And so I try really hard to get everything done before I leave school so I can just leave everything in my locker and not have to haul it all my car because you guys, we just talked about how disgusting our cars are Um. and stuff will get ruined if I leave it in the car. So it's like my locker looks like an insane person. It's like a hoarder locker, but it's okay. So I go get my stuff out. I look very organized by the time I get to class. And then I sit down in my assigned seat. We have assigned seats. Yeah. So middle school. For the <laughs> entire semester, you have to sit next to the same person. So you better pick your seat smart. On the first day, everyone's there like 30 minutes early to get your good seat next to the person you like. Because you don't want to be sitting next to this, you know, right. clown. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Who's listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was friend. harsh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been way We don't have any clowns in our class. But just for you listening, Not in case you do. Um, In case you had the impression that anyone, <laughs> that, that law school ever produced somebody who wasn't awesome. Never. <laughs> never. It never happened. So then class is usually an hour or two hours, depending on how many credit hours it is. And then you run to the library after class, crack open the book for either tomorrow's classes or if you're really behind for the class you're about to go to, which is sometimes mm-hmm. happening, like, okay, I gotta figure out what this is about to so you might end up spending four hours in the day on the same subject if you were really behind. And then you run to your afternoon class. Well, you grab lunch, obviously. Of at course. The student cafeteria. That's a nice one, though. <laughs> I've been nice there for one. a thing with my son. They had, like, a um, robotics competition there or something. Yeah, I've I mean, when there. I went to some choices there, we had, like, I mean, it was Subway and, like, mm. some old watery pasta place. I can't even remember the name of it's and now there's now. like 10 restaurants to mm-hmm. choose from. Sushi. So, yeah, you go grab some sushi from the <laughs> from the ACAC and shove that down your gullet as fast as possible while you're reading and highlighting things. Mm-hmm. Go to your other class, and all the time you're switching everything back in the locker. You got to go back to the locker, switch things. Yeah, and then <laughs> you love the locker. I'm obsessed with this locker situation. <laughs> like. <laughs> Are you secretly thinking that you and I are going to go decorate her locker? I, I, I am like, who's like the hot pop star right now? I don't even know. But I need to find like a sticker. And I, go just I like so plaster old. it on your I locker. I almost said Justin Bieber. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Drake, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think that's a Drake sticker. I like it. Okay, so then I'm done with class, and it's either a day when we have our sitter or a day when we don't have our sitter. If it's a day when we have our sitter, I go back to my locker, get the books for tomorrow's class, go back to the library, read all that until 10. 10? Yeah. And grab some Subway for dinner in between. Gotcha. And then I get home. Everyone's asleep. If I'm lucky, I get to watch the little Jessica Jones (laughs) with my husband. If he's asleep already, I just go to bed. If it's a day when we don't have our sitter... Then I just leave school. Sometimes I take the books I think I'm going to read, which I know in my heart as I'm taking them, that I'm not going to read them when I get home at all. And then I get my son from daycare, go home, do dinner, do bath time, do bedtime, 
do bath time. Do bedtime again for the second kid because that's how we do it. We mm-hmm. like to stack it. And then watch Jessica Jones instead of reading what I'm supposed to read Night. and go to bed. <laughs> that's like an average day. It's a lot. But you do have the locker. <laughs> it's a I high a point. <laughs> I mean, I really think you need to put some stickers in there to enliven up your day. I probably will get like fined for like de- damaging their damaging property. Damaging their property and they'll, I'll probably sign some type of release. Oh, I'm sure. Peel and stick. And they're lawyers, so yeah, yeah no, you don't want to mess with that. <laughs> so now I want to talk about what life is like on the campaign trail mm. because we've, um, I think we mentioned on the podcast before mm-hmm. that I do some writing for Tulsa Kids Magazine, and actually my the thing that I um, most currently worked on was an article about parents that were running for office, and I had pitched this story. Um, just as something I thought would be interesting and no shit like the next day or week I can't quite remember I get this like ding on my phone from Facebook inviting me to like row for 66 Facebook page or something because Rusty has decided to run for office which I think is incredible mm-hmm. um so That's I interviewed by the way yes, yes so I interviewed him for this article anyway so I, Colleen and I have chatted a little bit about this, but I don't think we've talked to you yet. So no, uh, I'm I'm in the dark other than Instagram and Facebook. And it's pretty fascinating, info. I feel like. Like, as somebody who is a political junkie, that's me, but also somebody who for whom it has never occurred to me that I would ever run for office, and I won't ever run for office, but, like, this who is still, like, very intensely interested and focused on politics locally and nationally. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so cool that Rusty, like, in his mind, and Colleen, of course, by extension, that they've, like, made this leap to going from just being, like, interested in the issues to really putting yourself, like, completely out there on it. So Mm -hmm. what has that been like for you? Well, You're now how long into the campaign? Let's start there. He filed a month ago? Maybe five weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so he decided to run literally the night before the filing deadline, and um, it was based on this, all the stuff going on with him right now and the teacher walkout, mm-hmm. education funding. We have a lot of issues around criminal justice. Um, we have a lot of reform. We have the most people incarcerated in the country. Um, and women in particular. Women in particular, mothers in particular, highest numbers. You know, we think that we can solve every single problem that's been sent to prison. And we obviously don't think we can solve any problems by educating people. It's like completely reversed Mm -hmm. backwards to the way that it should be. And so I came home from the Capitol after meeting with our rep. Because you went with the women attorneys that marched. And we talked a little bit about the walkout on a couple of previous episodes. So Mm -hmm. I think we may have mentioned that in passing. um, That you you had gone? Yeah, Mm -hmm. there was a day that... How many? So 200 female attorneys. 200, went, yeah. And with the specific objective of meeting with and negotiating with um, representatives that refused mm-hmm. to sit down with teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sad place to be when they will sit down with someone who has a law degree and then they won't sit down with someone who teaches our children, but that seems to be where we're at. Um, and so I, I made it, I just went ahead and set up a meeting and actually set it up under the pretense of like, I'm in your district, and I'm a member of a large family-owned manufacturing organization, and I need you to listen to me about the issues that are facing, you know, our industry, and and she agreed to meet with me, and then when I got there, there were about 10 teachers in our office just waiting. It was so hot in there. Like, I don't know if they turned off the air conditioner just to try to drive people out. That's not 
that far-fetched. No. And all the water's gone. You go out to that little water thing, there's no water. It's just unbelievable. So she sees me and realizes who I am and is like, oh, come on in. And I'm like, okay, great. Come on in. And I like are gesturing my hand out to the rest of the office of the people waiting. And all the teachers come into this tiny little office with us. And I'm like, hi. I really just wanted to extend my privilege to these teachers who really need to speak with you. And um, she was not pleased. No, I was going to say that she did mm. speak with them, but gave them the complete runaround, gave me the complete runaround. And I got home and I was just so mad. And he had to hear me spit fire for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then he just looked at me and said, well, somebody better do something about this. And he was like, somebody better. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you're not doing anything right now, which is kind of (laughs) shitty. I was just mad about everything else, not mad at him. But, like, it's not true. He was doing a lot. We've been working on a renovation project. We just just finished closing the restaurant, so he is doing a lot. And he's been taking the backseat to a lot of the stuff that I'm not able to do Mm -hmm. because of school. And so he said, I might run. I might, I might run. And I was like, do it. Yeah. Cause I'm because I'm just sick she, of it. Was she going to be unopposed otherwise? She wasn't going to be unopposed. Okay. So we have, there is a primary opponent okay. that we're, it's sad when Democrats have to go against each other. It's like, I don't even there's know. not very many of us No, there's not here. so many. And so when you have to go against another one, it's like, gosh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, mm-hmm. you're great. <laughs> But it's gonna have to be you real quick. Yeah. Can Sorry. you go to another district yeah, where they need you, a, a Democrat? Can you move and yeah. File like in I don't know Collinsville or something. Yeah. So that we can do this one. You can have that one. Mm-hmm. Um, um. But it's been a whirlwind. I mean, this stuff is nonstop, especially since he's decided to be this very listening-based candidate, which is really good. So he's mm-hmm. got like charts and buckets where he puts everybody's issues that they want to talk about, and you know he's like trying to chart like what's the most you know the biggest problem that I can tackle and he has a phone line that people can call and talk to him about stuff and he's literally the one that answers the phone wow and he answers all the messages himself and it's like so it's a lot yeah and it's been kind of really crunching because it was happening during finals and so I was gone and he was having to do all this stuff but now it's a little better but I'm about to start summer school so we're gonna be the ones that do it so the primaries in June Right. June twenty sixth. Okay. Mm-hmm. The then the election of course in November. November. Mm-hmm. So then if he should win, then how much time does he spend in Oklahoma City after that? Like I and I feel really dumb for not knowing that. No, but I know there's sessions know. and all that, but yeah. People don't know. Yeah. So there's a like there's a fall session and a spring session and there's post spring sessions for I think it's like hundred and twenty days a year. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of flex it if they get more stuff done on a certain day or stay later, then they can like cut off sure. days at the end. Um, and then they have so many things that are on like the docket that they have to get to. And so I don't even know who, this is how bad it is. I don't even know who decides what goes on the session mm-hmm. agenda. Uh, well, we say wrong things all the time. Oh, yeah. So it's you can okay. say no. whatever you want. <laughs> I don't want to well, be wrong. And, I, and that's a chick, sh- yeah. you know, by throwing glitter at a... There's a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably pretty close to what happens. There's like you know. five white guys in a room, and they all say, I want to hear the bill about, you know, discriminating against gays who want to adopt children. And the other guys are like... Yay! Yeah. But and I've got a do. golf trip scheduled in two weeks, so can we, can we bump push it? it? To the end? Yeah. 
That sounds yeah. like something that would be good for the end of the session. That's about, you know, <laughs> the way our government works yeah. here in Oklahoma. No, I mean, really. So. Or they're, like, drawing it out of a cup somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a bunch of issues go into a cup, and they just start drawing. And then at the, when they get to 50, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Just thinking, like, that would further complicate your schedule. But that's, yeah, that's so in the that's future. A, you cross that bridge when that you get in that, Sarah. Uh, we're not there yet. That's what I say every single day. We're going to cross that bridge when yeah. we get to it. And sometimes I sound like a crazy monotone robot when I say it. But going to cross it when we get to it. It's fine. Don't as, talk to me. Don't talk about, about it. <laughs> as someone who makes that drive multiple times a week, it is totally doable as a day trip or you could like spend one night and then come home for a couple days. I mean, I don't know again how many consecutive days they're there or whatever, what the mm-hmm. flexibility is, but as someone who makes well, that drive a lot, it's easy. doesn't usually start until one because mm-hmm. a lot of people are driving. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing they have to like make it manageable because yeah. they're making like Duncan and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they're in session from like one to five and then they drive back and rest or some people stay for the week and mm-hmm. then like come on the weekends and then that wouldn't be possible for it us. It was really surprising to me that you pulled Duncan out of your head yeah. as like the place <laughs> that people drive from. Duncan, Oklahoma, everybody. Weatherston. Shout out Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> start Keep going. Where yeah. else you got? Weatherford. <laughs> Antlers. Miami. Yes. Miami. There's got to be. It correctly. I did. It, it like is. Miami. It's not Miami. It's Miami <laughs> if you live in Oklahoma. I said this to Rusty. I actually ran into him at um, <clears throat> Kitchen 66. Well, I didn't run into him. That's why we did the interview. But we were there before you got there. And um, I said to him that I, during the last election cycle, was a poll worker. So I was a, uh, an inspector at Poll 84 in Midtown <laughs> um, Tulsa. And how I just loved it because I'm a nerd like that, but also because it's just a re- really fascinating to understand how it works because I've never, yeah. you know, took the time to really think about what happened beyond me showing up to vote. Um, and I equated it to like jury duty because mm-hmm. when I did jury duty, the very first thing I left going, oh my God, everybody should do that. And then, I, and then Josh, my husband was like, yeah, no, everybody does have to do that. That's, <laughs> that's really what jury duty is. Um, you, you were forced to go do that, yeah, but literally. I appreciate you being excited I've about never it. had it. Wood, oh, it's amazing. So I went yeah. to law school because I got kicked off of a jury. <laughs> and I've never forgiven the attorneys who kicked me off that jury. Ever. I didn't get kicked off. I served a full trial. I'm so jealous of you. It was a really interesting one, too. Uh, mine was it wasn't hard, be, but it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I read, they, of course, they asked the voir dire questions like, what are your parents' date like, voir dire? <laughs> and they asked the voir dire questions, and, I, and they said, does anybody have any stickers on the back of their car? Like, that's their way of trying to get people's political affiliations because you can't ask political affiliations. And I was like, oh, God, I was like 23. And I was like, this is so fun. I was like having yeah. the most fun, and no one else thought I thought it was fun. <laughs> Everyone's really grumpy, and I'm like, <gasps> raise my hand, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have a bumper sticker that says, I'm having trouble organizing my thoughts or something silly, like artistic bumper sticker. And they literally, like, it was like a Parks and Rec episode. Like, oh everyone just God. stared at me like I was the craziest person. <laughs> and I was like, and then my face just fell and I put my hand down and I was like, and then, and well, then it makes you, me off. If it like makes you feel can't. better, you couldn't have avoided it because you were under oath and you had to yeah, say that's what right. was on the that's back of right. your card. There's and nothing you could do about that. I thought it was like a moment where we could have some levity and everyone yeah. could like laugh, but no, that didn't No happen. one was having it. Nope. Oh my God. And then they were like, you're an alternate. Get off. 
was like, really? I have to go back to Mexico? Oh. Yeah, I was there for a full, I don't think I had to do two weeks, but it was for sure the full week. It's amazing, again, like how the machine works, but like they were very conscious of like, this trial needs to wrap up by five o'clock Friday because we want to let this jury go. You know, yeah. Or there were people that said, "Were you like, like sequestered, or could you go home at night?" Um, we were not sequestered, although a, a guy I worked with um, served on a jury not like two months after I did, and it was if I told you oh what it was, God. you would completely know it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guessed it. He didn't tell me, but yeah, because he was sequestered oh and was gosh. gone for a full two weeks, and wow. it was like he couldn't talk to anybody, or I mean, it was well, that's what sequestered means, but yeah. Um, intense. So no, mine was not like that, but I think we were in the jury room for like four hours. Wow. Cause it was long and did I was the whole out. Like, you were you the whole out. Like, I was, I was oh, the no. 12 angry men. Yes. <laughs> did you feel like justice was served? I mean, I always wonder that about like jury yeah. rooms because we talked about this in criminal law specifically about, I'm sorry for getting way off track, but just we spend a lot a lot a lot of time even for the jury hears certain things or doesn't hear certain things or like that they get the evidence they're supposed to get or they're not getting evidence they're not supposed to get and it's like an incredible amount of energy and time and money spent on that and then from what i've heard basically the jury goes in and is like yep he's guilty and (laughs) it's like there's little little to no consideration actually given that was not the case we deeply considered it and um so so this this defendant was up on multiple charges. Um and yeah, so we would have one issue resolved and then we'd like battle through the next issue. So like everything was a battle, but I will tell you my very favorite part about it and I can't even give her the plug cuz I don't know her name, but the judge afterwards and she told us at the beginning. She said when this trial's over, I'm going to bring you back in here and you can ask me anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I'm an open book, ask Amen. me anything. But not until the, the trial's over. So, you know, because we were sending questions out, like, what about this? Right. Are we allowed to ask this? Right. And she wouldn't answer anything. I mean, you know, when we were deliberating. But afterwards, she let us, she brought us all back into the courtroom and it was just the coolest. And she was, like, so transparent with all of us about how she, what she thought about the lawyers that argued the case, where she thought um, they did a good job or not a good job, what she thought the outcome would be for the defendant, because that was a question a lot of us had. He, he was found guilty, but we didn't do any sentencing. Um, and, you know, she was, yeah, it was just, it was so interesting. I can't even tell you guys, I was, I was living my best life. <laughs> That's that awesome. So what I'm saying like, is, like, I love jury duty. <laughs> no, we're like soul twins. I mean, yes, I'm like, that we feels are. horrible. No, it was the best. You know I can't sit still for that long. Oh, I would be like right. crawling out of my seat we if I had to you a fidget sit. spinner. Yeah, I, 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 that would be the hardest thing yeah. for me. I cannot sit still for that long. I would be losing my damn mind if well, I had to sit in the same room for days on end like that. Speaking for sitting still for a long, about sitting still for a long time, we probably have maxed our time we probably have yep should we take a break i think we should take a break Mm -hmm. all right we'll be back thanks for listening you can find us online at the middle of everything podcast.com on instagram or facebook at the middle of everything and on twitter at t-m-o-e podcast and if you like the show don't forget to review us on itunes it helps thanks bye okay 
Welcome back. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, I have to tell you guys about my mega epic mom fail from yes. last weekend. So it's almost too horrifying to share, but it's also really funny. So I have to share. So Bowie lost his first tooth last weekend. He had been waiting. This thing had been loose for like a month. It was a big deal. He, I think he might have been like the last kid in his class to like not have lost a tooth yet. He was just like super intense about wanting to lose this tooth. He wanted us to pull it, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he loses it Saturday. He's so excited. He, We had bought like maybe a week or two ago this little tooth fairy pillow. So we, you know, we talked about it. We put the tooth in the little pillow. In my defense, that day we also went to a funeral and we were not all in the right frame of mind. We had been drinking wine after the funeral with the family. We get home. We're very tired. I forgot about the fucking tooth fairy. I went to bed, pass out. Seven o'clock, he comes in my room, the you know, the face next to the to your face, and he says, tooth fairy forgot to come last night and i'm immediately just like shit 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 like and then i'm like don't react think think of something think of something so i'm like are you sure you know maybe she just so i i got on my feet he had slept with his brother in his brother's room that night because the sheets were off of his bed because i had been washing them and we forgot to put them in the dryer because of the funeral and all this stuff so I said, well, maybe she just got confused because you were sleeping in Townsend's room last night. So let me, why don't you just stay in bed with daddy for a minute and I'll just go check. And maybe if I like, you know, get your sheets out, I'll, you know, help her figure it out. So So I go to Grant's side of the bed because the day before we had talked about it and I was like, do you have any cash? Because I don't have any, like I have $1 and I feel like we need like $5 or something. Yeah, we need first tooth. Bookmark this. First tooth, you are way overpaying. Yeah. Well, There's no way you're coming off of five dollars. So we much guilt. Think of the guilt. Well, okay, I was thinking this is the Inflation. first tooth. <laughs> Why do you think he's not going to expect $5 no? Because I because I made a big deal about how it was extra money because it was the first one. For the first one. Yeah, I'm I'm in the like one dollar camp for future teeth. Just so you know, nice. we did five dollars a tooth, and she smashed out both of her front teeth. Well. Yeah, and because I felt so freaking guilty about her having like dental trauma, and now the bar's been set at five yeah. dollars for two, and that's it. I made it clear that it was a bonus money for mm-hmm. the first. I I mm-hmm. felt so bad I would have given him a twenty if that's all we had. Yeah, what you've been I know, out. right? So I I go to Grant's side of the bed and I'm like kicking him, and I'm like Bowie's gonna lay down with you. Because the tooth fairy seems to have gotten confused. And I'm like, where is your wallet? <laughs> like, trying to, like, ask him, like, real. I'm like, because I, I don't know where it is. Are you, know? you like, asking with your eyeballs? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm like whispering, you... but without moving my mouth. I'm not sure what was happening there. And we've talked before about how really out of it he is when he gets woken up. So he... It takes him a minute, and then he realizes what's happened. And I and he's like, it's in my bag, you know, like in the other room. So I go, I rifle through. I find this, like, crumpled ass up $5 bill. Like, you know, and I'm, I had had plans for, like, gold coins or, like, crisp bills. No, it's like a wadded up five. So I go back in his room and kind of rummage around for a minute to make some noise. And I walk back, and I'm like, buddy. 
it was under your pillow. Did you, did you see this? Like, it was right there under your pillow. And he's like, oh, no. So then he's so excited to have $5. He's just, he kind of forgets, you know, and he's just like, the $5. And I said, oh, she probably just didn't understand because, like, your bed wasn't made and you weren't in it and, you know, whatever. I said, you know, she just she just wasn't sure. So she just put this five under your pillow. And so I'm like, okay, I, I made it. I made it out. So then he gets so excited about wanting to go spend his money. We get on Amazon because he loves to shop. He looks, he looks to browse on Amazon. Anyway, <laughs> and so then <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I made it through. And a couple hours later, he comes in and he goes, but why didn't she take the tooth out of the pillow? Oh, no. I'm like, shit. So I'm just like. Because it's your first tooth. That's exactly that's what I said. $5 and you got to keep the that's tooth. That's exactly what I said. Well, I said, you know, I bet she was thinking of me. Because sometimes mommy. <laughs> I was like, sometimes mommy's like to keep the first tooth. Oh, and I bet so she knew that. I wanted to keep it. So I really appreciate that. And I'm like, thank you, Tooth Fairy. I'm going to put this tooth in a special box. And then and like, you went and wrote the Tooth Fairy and thank you. Yeah, I mean. And then you mailed it. I was just like. Gold-trimmed stamps. Hey, if it would have kept the dream alive, I would have done it. Because can you, I mean, I was just like, how did I do that? He was so excited, but it was just like all the things were happening that day. No. And I just, so one, you get a total oh. free pass. Obviously that's a horrific day. Nobody. Right. So that's number one. But number two, the rookie mistake you made is not setting an alarm on your phone. I know every single tooth, uh. every single tooth. I put an alarm on my phone for his bedtime. That reminds mm -hmm. me that, Oh, we have a tooth somewhere. We need to go stick this under mm -hmm. the pillow. And then I put an alarm on my phone for my bedtime to remind me to go pro tip and it took wow, but it took us stuff. Yeah. it took us multiple i mean we didn't have we didn't have the he woke up and didn't find it but we had i woke up and went <gasps> yeah thank god i woke up before him and yeah. i can take care of this now. this was worse than the like elf terror at christmas when you forget to move the elf because i was like this is like the first time the tooth fairy and his friends have been taught. They've been talking about it a lot at school. And so the only, you know, like I came out of it with the silver lining here is that the bar is set low now as far as quality. Cause again, he has a friend who gets like gold dollar coins and that had been my plan. And I was just Mom, like, stop doing that to other crumpled yeah, bills. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time Seriously, for that. My daughter got a rolled up five. It looked like it had been like in a, in the back the of a strip, yeah. strip club somewhere <laughs> yes. that was in an at like a small Advil bottle. Yeah, like, that like my mother-in-law because she in because bottle. she lost her tooth at Nana's, so uh -huh. they found this Advil bottle. It's one of those little oh, they put the tooth ones in the bottle at Nana's right. house, so they put the tooth in there, and that's what we put under the pillow. So then I'm like rolling up this five, <laughs> trying to get it to fit in the oh Apple bottle, God. and I'm like, this is bringing back some weird memories. <laughs> gonna just keep going. So anybody doing gold coins under the goddamn pillow needs to chill the fuck out. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Sarah, I'm so glad. You know what? I, I forgive your five because it is not a gold coin. No, I would never do that. You are enough. You yeah. are enough. No, I had to just really Our children shake are it privileged. off that day. We can 
I we would all move on. Well, you should not feel guilty for giving them five fucking dollars. I like if I'm giving you five dollars, I don't feel guilty about anything. We're doing nothing except aging, yeah, like a normal person does. I would. Well, and I again. There was family time and wine after the funeral. So then I was like, I was drunk and I forgot the toothpaste. I'm the wasted mom. Now I'm hungover and I have to handle this guilt. And it's like, oh my God, it was awful, you guys. But yeah, now, so my plan is again, we made a big deal out of like, ooh, first tooth, you get like a, a bigger bill, you know, a bigger dollar mm-hmm. in my mouth. And I'm a buck. I would say, yeah, for mm-hmm. that, would you do a dollar or two? It's been a long time. Yeah. I'll eat a long time. It's been a year. Uh, we might have been a quarter, guys. Yeah. Might have been a quarter. No, Finn's, Finn's still fully. We fully hand out teeth. quarters, like, because, again, my kids respond well to Monetary cash bribes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Me too, Sarah. I hand out quarters, like, I mean, they're like, roll. I keep this enormous cup of quarters. and it's, and it's But then, he, because he enjoys Amazon so much, then he buys something on Amazon and gives me all the quarters back. Yeah. So it's just the same. No, that's good. <coughs> yeah, it's the same ones. But now my two-year-old is getting quarters for going potty and doing things like that. So now I'm going to have, like, you know, my kids are like, but they both, they love it. They love putting them in the piggy bank. They they will do things for quarters. So. Well, let's just, you have now confessed. Yeah, we I, now felt, I really felt like I needed to share that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we take you. that, Thank put you. that on our shoulders, and you are absolved. <laughs> I appreciate that. Done. What else we got? Mom up? confessionals. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, here we so go. My six-year-old and my one-and-a-half-year-old, almost six, have bathed together. She's a girl, he's a boy. It's not been weird. Mm-mm. But it got weird. <laughs> this is about, this is the oh. story about when we knew no more baths together. Mm, okay? That story. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Eva's uh, being needy for attention and Rusty was giving Cam a bath and she runs in there and just strips, strips down, gets in. And he's like, all right, well, two baths. It's, at least it's like a, this is official. Oh, yeah. Stone, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, busy and distracted like me and like we all are. And he's like looking at his phone. And then he looks over and sees like her hand is in the water. And she's saying, this is squishy. (laughs) (laughs) Like your head's going a lot of places right now. Like what is it? Right. Is it poop? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) It's his ball sack. She's just squishing it with her hand over and over again. Is he crying? No, he's laughing. I don't think it hurts until okay. later. Like, so he goes, and that's the end of the and we're done. I just let go of it. And she's like, why? It's squishy. I don't have one of those. And so now Very we're normal question. body awareness. Yep. Cam is a boy. You are a girl. Time to get out mm-hmm. now. So he's getting her out and getting the towel on. And I just thought that was hilarious. Like, okay, now we know. Yep. No more yeah. baths, no that's, more baths yeah, you know. together. Or, yeah, like... Because I say mine, mine still bathe together, but one is just so much easier. Mm-hmm. And but two boys, they've mm-hmm. got the same. Equipment. But they're not like grabbing each other. No, well, <laughs> no, mine, usually. mine were like kick, uh, would kick each other. Yeah, like, it's I mean, more it was like not an, slashing, it was not, fighting. It was like the same thing they do out fully clothed. Like we want to beat the shit out of each other all the time. Yeah, and I mean, being yeah. in a bath is no different than being no. in the living room. It's, it's a lot more splashing, and and oh, it got to the point where they physically. Like, I was getting onto them for, like, you know, kicking or 
you know, whatever, because yeah. I was constantly hearing like, ah, get out of the house. And then I realized like, oh, my, my children are so big, they don't like physically really fit really well in yeah. the bath together. Like it's, so yeah, they haven't bathed together in a really long time. We're getting but, close to that But point. they do bathe themselves. Oh, so it's like God. a whole new world. They just yeah. go in, turn on the shower or the bath, whatever they're going to do. from me on that. No, I mean, like, like, I need them to be getting dressed themselves and at least my oldest, she needs to be getting dressed herself yeah. and still not doing that. And the bath thing, I mean, like, it's annoying. I don't feel at home. Yeah. Bowie doesn't like showers, so he either when they're, because they're getting close to the point where they're physically too big Mm -hmm. to fit in the bath together, you know, without making an enormous mess Mm -hmm. or just it turns into, like, literal ass grabbery like the whole time <laughs> but yeah no no ball grabbing yet that I know of but but like oh my God. but I'm just like yeah then I might take a two bath like yeah we, we have to go up at 6 30 with Cameron be like a 30 minute or put mm-hmm. him to sleep it's so easy to get to sleep you just have to wait 10 minutes with the kids yeah and then we go back down and it's time for Eva's bath go back up do her bath, oh do her bath, and she needs someone to sit with her the entire time until she falls asleep. And it's like six stories and drawing and like puzzles and listening to stories on podcasts, and it's just this uh, no elaborate bedtime thing. And I like, just need like, to, like ballpark the time for me. Okay, how much time does the whole thing take? Like, yeah, the bath. What is ba- like from the time you go, okay, kids, time to go. Like, fr- but okay, we're downstairs. That's six thirty to nine thirty. Three hours. Yeah. And sometimes she's up even later than that, and she cries in every room. Oh my god! And I have mom guilt, so I stay. Yeah, that's the tough part. You feel like you need to stay. Yeah, so that's why when I get downstairs, I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at Mr. Kerbrook. No, Mm -hmm. no. I need my Jessica Jones. Yeah. Mm Wine. Wine. Yeah, (laughs) that's a long. Sometimes if it's a bad day, the wine is happening. Throughout During the, the bath, yeah, I say, I've I've had the the wine the bath time wine for sure <laughs> because sometimes I feel a little high maintenance because I do tell my boys what stories I'm willing to read or not read. So my youngest, <laughs> my youngest, actually both of them are only not yes. reading that again. Yes. No, yes, I like, and, a couple and that if I you disagree, hide. like I will leave. You can, like, yeah. I will straight up leave. You can leave. Yeah. Yourself. So, um, comics are a thing in my house, yeah. and which are totally fine. Like, I'm all about read what makes you happy, but they were never intended to be read aloud. They're no. mind-numbing. Um, some better than others. Calvin and Hobbes, I can get on board with for a night or two. Mm-hmm. Garfield is just like, I mean, half the no. comic strips don't have words. No. It's like... No. I'm describing a what play-by-play of Odie running ludicrous. into a wall and Garfield eating spaghetti and then somehow, like, farts and Odie gets blamed. Like, yeah. I'm, like, describing <laughs> oh, what's happening. That's a, that's a hard pass. Do you know yeah. I, mean? yeah. like, no. I, I straight up am like, no, not, no, yeah. that's well, not going to happen. Like, Choose another one. I will be a cold-ass bitch at bedtime. Yeah. I am, like... You get three books or 30 minutes of drawing in one book, and then you can have a sparkle story, maybe. That does not sound cold. No, that is not a cold-ass <laughs> bitch. I'm like that. No, or I can leave, and yeah. you can do it all on your own. Draw for 45 minutes. Yeah, I hide the books I don't like. 
or <laughs> straight up turn them down. The other night they were asking for this. It's the most wretched. It's long. It's like Curious George goes to the hospital and it's terrible. It it is a good like they both like it, but it's it is maybe one of the most torturous books to read uh, out loud. I can't have even Fox and Socks then because mm-hmm. oh. Fox and Socks is like fifty pages of yeah. straight tongue twisters and she thinks it's hilarious. <sighs> you can't pronounce it right. And you're literally sitting there like, I hate these movies. Oh my god. He um Bowie reads so he loves Captain Underpants and the, and those are fine and then but then there's like a spin off. It's like, is it the dog man one? Or there's a there's another one that where the grammar is terrible. And it's like all these like poorly weird I don't know I don't even know how to explain it but they I will not read those because they drive me nuts I usually hide those before bedtime and then yeah I'll and and since I'm reading to like a two-year-old and a six-year-old I'll pick like they each get to sort of pick a book Mm -hmm. and now we're at the point where Bowie can read some of the easier like books and so I'll say would you like to read this to us and he'll read like a little story and then I'll read like a harder one Mm because he's getting into Diary of a Wimpy Kid where you and he can't read those by himself so he wants those to be read to him but but they're long I mean those are like chapter books so we have to like mark our page and then come back yeah I'm like we're gonna read one chapter or however many chapter even the Captain Underpants books are too long I think for one sitting they're pretty long so you say like two chapters or three chapters and they each get to pick and I am a cold ass bitch because I don't <laughs> sit in there like Grant will sit in there with him until he falls asleep or until yeah, like it's forever yeah I'm like five minutes I'll lay here you know next to the bed but then if I leave she comes back out and it's like all the things you've done are undone now all the sleepiness that we had acquired while yeah. you were in the bed and I was sitting on it undone because you've gotten up walked around the house and gone down to get a snack and now it's like we're both awake again yeah. if I leave it's undoing everything bedtime struggles but I think there's no right or wrong it's just every kid has their own All kids are well different. and you have your tolerance level that's what I'm like Grant you want to lay in there for 30 minutes until you and sometimes he falls asleep and I have to go wake him up and mm-hmm. be like you know do you want to watch Westworld or not because if <laughs> Because like, you know, that's what's this happening. Is the right? Yeah, only like it's time we can watch Westworld for the next week. Yeah, so get on it. There's a window. Yeah, and then yeah, or <laughs> or you come home on your lunch break and watch it. Exactly, watch it's it. happening. Because I need to be caught up, and then yeah, or it's like he'll finally come out. But I'm I have a short. I don't have the patience. Even if I have my phone with me, I just have like no patience to sit in there. I'm just like go to sleep. <laughs> walk away you know it has worked a little bit um for me because Bowie is more of a wanting us to sit in there I say I'm gonna go fold the laundry Mm -hmm. I'll be back to check on you in five minutes she's on to my game she is okay I was like because then I actually do it I'm gonna go plug my phone in I'll be right back to check on you and then I don't come back Mm. because she's asleep so now she's realized when I leave it's like oh she's thinking you're falling asleep on me so she just follows me out I do actually come back and check on him a couple like, times, no. and then usually by, like, the third time, he's done. What happens at your bedtime? Like, do they come out? No. Why? Her, okay. Her, listen to last week's episode, too. Her children have also never slept in the bed with her. Okay. They've never story. climbed into bed. Are you kidding me? I mean. <laughs> what? No. 
No, I mean, like, it happens. Holly's like, I mean, I have some boundaries. <laughs> it happens, like, no. once every six months. Good God! So. I, did, I had a brief reprieve this week because I was sick, and I was like, you don't need my germs. Mm-hmm. But then last night... They both ended up back in there again. Oh, like, I mean, no, oh, God. Mm-mm. If somebody's getting in my bed, I am removing them. Yeah. Physically, with my body. I'm too tired. To I'm just too tired <laughs> to get up and I'm, do hey, it. Man. I'm foreseeing the morning after I've been kicked and punched. Yeah. And that was me today. Every yeah. other pushed out of my bed for five hours or however long. Yep. And I'm like, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Hey, to each their own, man. Yeah, I'm into it. I have Whatever a high tolerance like. for sleeping with for like a night, but yeah. not every yeah. night for a month or so, like has yeah. been currently happening. So, I like this. We should maybe should make this a segment: parenting confession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming, okay. friends. You're welcome. Yes, we, we love it. I hope it's and Holly really McCarty, two books available on Amazon mm-hmm. today: mm-hmm. Um, The Many Names of Magdalena Cruz. And mounting the whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll link up to all of it in our show notes. So totally. it'll be Thanks, on, yeah, iTunes and Stitcher. And I, I just want to say that whatever this person is making in here on the, in the printer makerspace. or in the makerspace, I hope it's really great because they've been gorgeous. working on it for a while now. We never have described the fact that our studio is like right next to this public 3D printer yeah. in our amazing Tulsa Public Library. But, yes. Yeah. But it's really obvious it's right now. like a really amazing, elaborate shoot that that person can use on the street. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're making, but <laughs> I, I kind of want to go see yeah. now. Okay, we'll report back if we ever figure it out. Guys. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Bye. Where do you cross a vampire and a snowman? A frostbite.